Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Wildfire and Flowers, the podcast. This is a space for soulful conversations, sensual embodiment, and cultivating self-love. My name is Vanessa DeMello, and I'm Paula Diku. We are heart-centered creatives here to support you in alchemizing your shadows into art. So grab your tea, take a mindful breath, and let's flow into the frequency. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 46 of Wildfire and Flowers. Hello, everybody. I want to get straight into today's topic because it is about fear. And this is such a biggie. We can talk about this for hours. And when we go through life, right? I feel like one of the main things that we're always seeking, even if you're not consciously thinking about it, is love, right? And when I look at what the other spectrum of love is, I'm like, hmm, fear. And yet, this is very relevant as we just did an episode on limiting beliefs. Sometimes many of these limiting beliefs are rooted in fear. There's this emotion that takes up so much space in our bodies and it stops us from doing certain things in life. And what I want to talk about in today's episode is how can we dispel this fear from the body? What can we do? We have all this fear, like, I don't want to travel. I'm too scared something's going to happen. I'm too scared to go to this event by myself. I'm too scared to do this. I'm too scared to do that. No, 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 no. There's so much fear throughout the day-to-day life that, in my opinion, takes up way too much space, way too much thought, and way too much power that lingers in the body. Mm. And so, V, I'm very curious. How do you feel like when you think of fear – what tools do you have that you start to like dispel it out of your body and you're like no it's so funny when you think of fear you feel fear Mm -hmm. before you can even think about it you know what i mean it's something that is so deeply rooted in the body and from the biological perspective from you know this perspective of science what fear is it's these hormones of cortisol and adrenaline being released in the body. It's a fear is a physiological stress response. And these hormones are released. And what it does is it causes blood to flow through the body, the heart to pump for the blood to essentially flow much faster. And that's why things feel like, you know, so that the blood can essentially reach your arms, reach your legs so that you can be in a hyper focused state. And you are you tend to be hyper aware when you're fearful, right? Because that's what causes that anxiety so Mm -hmm. that you essentially from um like a historical perspective it's so that you can kick and you can punch and you can protect yourself because that's what fear is fear is a bear coming towards you and you being ready to fight that thing okay Mm -hmm. so what our in our body we have the sympathetic nervous system so our nervous system which is something we talk about all the time and Mm -hmm. tools to calm our nervous system because it has this fight or flight thing within it Mm -hmm. right Now, fear is something that causes this fight or flight thing to activate. And now what we are here to do, as you said, is to talk about the tools to overcome and release and dispel this fear from the body. 
Uh, one thing I do want to preface that is really important is that the body is here to serve you. If something causes fear in your body or fear towards you, it's it's real and it's rational. But at the same time, your body is serving you based on past experience. It, it holds so much wisdom. So for example, if you, for example, got into a car accident once, that can cause so much stored trauma in the body. And it's very easy for somebody else to say, oh, you'll be fine. That was like a fluke accident. It just happens. But that is such a stored incident in the body and that fear that that thing that your mind and your body is trying to protect you of is saying no it can't happen again it happened once it can't happen again right so there are very intense types of therapies and and mm-hmm. psychological therapies that can help you to release that to to step away from that that takes time but within this realm that we're talking about of of types of fears and dispelling fear from the body within things that have happened in my experience i think this first of all it's important to honor the communication flow of the mind and the body and all these different spiritual physical like emotional bodies that are here to protect you a tool that i use is to First of all, like, hello, that is something that automatically calms down the nervous system for you. It takes that the when those hormones are being released, the cortisol and adrenaline, what it does is it slows everything down and it's your mind telling your body, hey, we are okay. It's going to be okay. Another tool that I use is writing down the worst that can happen or talking through the worst that can happen. Because what a constant fear is is anxiety. And when there is a sentence that is unfinished and you're just wondering what if, what if, what if, because the brain likes to ask questions, answer the damn question. That has helped me tremendously. There have been things that I was fearful of that seemed like different from a car accident or a bear, but felt it like going back to work after the holidays. (laughs) Mm. Um being a human and existing with the human experience during a time of the pandemic and during where COVID was at its peak, there was a lot of fear in my body as well. So talking through the worst that can happen, writing down the worst that can happen, breathing, talking to specialists, those are things that have helped me. Mm-hmm. There's definitely also collective fear at points like these. Yeah, I would say that also we get very soaked up as well. Yeah. And there's so many people collectively feeling that it's very hard. It's not impossible, yeah. but it takes a lot of work to yeah, be that's mindful true. of and change what we are feeling predominantly mm-hmm. into, right? If we're like, I want to feel love and you're in a group, in a room where there's nine other people feeling a lot of fear, there's a lot of work that will go into making sure that you stand strong in your own Mm-hmm. Energy. I, I mentioned this communication flow between the mind and the body, but there is mm-hmm. an entire channel. We're mm-hmm. like trees with roots that are so yeah. deeply rooted in the ground and intertwine. And that's mm-hmm. where we feel each other's communication, whether it's verbal or nonverbal. We feel that energy and that mm-hmm. can be, um that can add or release to your own personal fears or feelings or emotions as well. Very valid point. Mm-hmm. And everything you shared too, like 
I feel like so many people can resonate with, right? Of like how it's affecting us and just better understanding that. The way that this has come up for me as well is I was seeing a friend, a really good friend of mine who is such a wise like woman and teacher and so many things. Um, And we were talking about fear because I felt very fearful around changes, right? That's another thing we can be fearful of. We like to stay in what is we consider to be a comfort zone. And then when there's discomfort and things pushing you in a totally different direction, your own nervous system and body can respond with, and then these weird imaginations of what if the worst case scenario comes true? What if the best? But, you know, more on that later. And so we were sitting and we were talking about fear. Um, Her name is Anuveda. And something that she was speaking of actually is the power of language. Now we already know this. We've talked about this a lot. And the fact that language can truly heal you, the words you choose. Now we're speaking the English language right now, right? Like this is where we are. This is what we're speaking. But she was talking to me about Sanskrit. I can't really sit here and give you all, you know, like heaps of information. I know how beautiful and ancient this language is, the etymology of it, how so many other languages derive from it. But because Sanskrit is truly like an epitome of languages in this world, we were talking about mantras because, you know, we're familiar with affirmations, I think. We'll sometimes say them in the mirror. We'll write them down in order to think new thoughts and repetitively get it into our unconscious. Now, what Anu was talking to me about is listening to Sanskrit mantras and singing Sanskrit mantras because the actual vibration and power of these words, and some of them, depending on what the mantra is, can truly dispel fear. Now, I have also tried this and she has sent me like this beautiful song. Like she sent me what the mantra is and then she also sent me this really beautiful song that I've just been playing on my speaker, you know, while I've been like cleaning my room and doing my thing, going about, but I'm like, oh, it's very soothing to listen to. Like it's a very beautiful melodic sounds. And I was like, oh, I'll have this play in the background. And as someone that has listened to it on repeat, on repeat, I really just have to say how much of a difference it really has made and just noticing of, wow, the sounds in the environment, the sensory experience that I put myself in, how much that can change the very emotions too that I'm feeling in my body as a result of what it's hearing and what is vibrating around me and the healing capacities and powers of those words that are circling around me. Even if I can't see them, my body can feel it and hear it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mantras. Mantras. So um, last year I was part of a project for a music video that by the time this episode is released should be released as well for the general mm-hmm. public. We'll share a link. It was by um, artist Dr. Ria Mehta and yeah. the song is called Free. It is a, a host of different mantras that are put together and they're so beautiful. And when we were listening to the soundtrack and getting into our different various positions as movement artists and things like that, you really do feel the energy of them and how healing yeah. is. So yeah, it's very beautiful. This sense of repetition and of course the power of language, the power of words, but the Music. intention 
that music, oh my gosh, that is key. And the intention behind the words. And even even if you don't understand the language itself, the intention behind what you're trying to do when you are listening to it. You can even sit, for example, and do a meditation. But if your intention is to just, okay, I'm going to do a 10-minute meditation and then I then I'm allowing myself to continue on with the rest of my day. Sure, but is your intention to be fully present when you're there? Are you intending to breathe? Are you, you know, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, a whole hour, intention is everything, even if in spaces where you're not fully sure of deciphering the magic, right? Yeah. I think there is something very important also in regards to music and and therapies and, and coaching and dispelling this fear from the body, but to also recognize that when fear comes up in the body, it causes a lot of tension. And tension mm-hmm. can show up in different ways in digestive issues, in where we hold stress, especially the neck, the shoulders, the hips, the hands, the feet, they store so much. Yeah. Um, store so much wisdom, but it can also store a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. So planning your stretching sessions, your yoga practice, your um, physical routine, your workouts around these areas can help to calm and ease your mind and body. It seems like very another one of those woo-woo things, but this is where there's a mind and body connect where intention, even if you are like a bodybuilder or someone who really enjoys going to the gym, Mm -hmm. breath plays such a huge role in the way you lift your weights, where you are flexing and where you're not. So in these moments, it's very important to notice your breath, to notice the tension, to Notice where in your body you're experiencing these stressful situations because in in over time, especially long-term fear can actually have damage to the brain. So if you there's a lot of fear, it can cause a lot of memory loss, especially in this area called the hippocampus. But in the body, it can also cause a lot of long-term and chronic pain. So when you do feel these tensions, especially in the areas like the neck and the shoulder, take some time, you know, do a self-massage, go for a massage, take some time to give those areas a lot of tender love and and even massage it out yourself um, because and stretch because that is so key to dispelling fear and dispelling tension from the body, I would say. I also didn't know about the memory loss related to fear. And I'm very curious to your knowledge if that is something that is reversible. I feel that it could be. I mean, there are certain even chronic issues that people have had with their health that have gone away after, you know, years of healing and and doing the work and, and the mind and the body connection, right? These communication channels. So I'm sure there have been also times where memory has come back for people. There's so many miracles. I can't, I don't have specific studies um, at the top of my head or that I can recall mm-hmm. from my time studying psychology. But if I do happen to find any articles, I'm happy to share them on our Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. things like that. But And even a link in the episode description. But it's just amazing what our bodies are capable of and how this fear does protect the body, but it can also serve as a disservice in a way, in a way. So there's like this medium balance to everything. Mm -hmm. There comes a time and a point where we want to choose 
to release because it just no longer serve us, serves us. And once we do, I feel like the whole process of it being vanished will yeah. also accelerate because you put that intention behind it and you care about it and you want something different for yourself, for your inner world, and thus the world that you're going to end up creating around you and the way that you then move through the world and what you create is the big word here. Mm. You said inner world and it made me think, of course, of inner child. Yeah. And I'm curious from like an inner child lens what you have experienced or know about in regards to dispel like dispelling these fears because those are so tightly wounded into our core being, anything that has to do with childhood stuff. So I'm curious what your uh, perspective or opinion is on that. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that requires, in my opinion, to be done with the help of either a therapist, a coach, some sort of a mentor. Mm -hmm. I do find that there was an overlap of like hypnotherapy in that inner child work when mm -hmm. we were doing it because the breath was involved, of course. But as you're, you know, chatting and speaking of fear, and then you start to pinpoint perhaps this is where, this is why this is familiar. But in order to even pinpoint of why this is familiar and because it comes from a past experience, I find that I have entered those states when I was in those deep meditative, simply fo like an altered state of consciousness almost, right? Where you really, because like in day-to-day -day life, I'm not thinking about my past experiences all the time. They're unconsciously showing up in how I act, but I'm not thinking about them. And so this is truly, I feel like I'm naming hypnotherapy of sitting, mm -hmm. revisiting with the inner child, like a point in your life where you have felt this fear before and you're rewriting this experience with a lot of love and comfort in it. It's almost like I've had sessions where like my adult self, for instance, would go in and would be this like angelic presence that the inner child needed in order to be soothed because we need to soothe this inner child that is freaking out. Mm. Yeah. I've done that as well, like a hypnotherapy session. And, yeah. You know, oh, so emotional, like having your adult version go up to your childhood version and, and, and do yeah, the comfort and talk is. to them. What would you like them to say? And what do you want to say to them? And can you give them a hug? Oh my gosh, it's so... <sighs> like it's so intimate. This is an experience, in my opinion, that will always end and start with tears because yeah. it truly is such a it's it's the release of it. And it's it's like beautiful. Even yeah. when you start to develop a relationship throughout day to day with this um ener energy that we refer to as an inner child, which is who we were in the past, already I feel like that's starting to develop this like loving comfort and nourishment for yourself and you're starting to discover your own inner mother figure really mm -hmm. is part I feel like of the journey too yeah. in our reparenting of selves and how we want to show up for ourselves as people absolutely yeah I think to speak to the the inner child um aspect I think there's also the embodiment 
approach, which I did mm-hmm. mention because there are the communication channels between the mind and the body that are so relevant and so present and and all these encompassing physical, emotional, spiritual, mental bodies mm-hmm. that take place when that come into the forefront when we're talking about anxiety and fear and the things that we can do to reroute these elements. But part of it as I mentioned, you know, the stress and the tension and holding it, it's these modalities of movement and mm-hmm. these specialized, you know, movement practices that that exist and somatically healing the body. It is so key in these it's, – it's part of the work. It's part of the work essentially. Absolutely. Yeah, because the body is so wise and we're here to help it and it's here to help us as well. So you got to meet it halfway for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that as much as I'm not someone that is very knowledgeable about this, I do enjoy practicing yoga, for instance. And one of the key components of yoga as well in certain poses is that it's helping you release that stuck energy within your body. Mm-hmm. It's I helping think, you dispel the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so beautiful because you know we're not, not everyone's going to be a professional at everything and know everything mm-hmm. about everything, mm-hmm. right? So, but to honor that it feels good, it yes. feels good to do it. You feel great after. That's enough wisdom, I would say, and to mm-hmm. just trust that wisdom. If something feels good in a healthy manner, folks, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and within reason, within bounds, it doesn't mean you're doing yoga 20 times a day as well. That's overdoing something's not good too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is part of like the healing process and taking your time and, and honoring when something's like, okay, that felt right. I felt like a release in my hips. I felt that release in my shoulders. That's why massages feel great. Like, and then oh hydrating, God. hydrating, hydrating, because when Water. something's released, you got to you know, get that H2O in. Yeah. Get your water. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any final thoughts that you would like to share, V? I think my final thought is that dispelling fear from the body sounds really scary. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it can either be like, okay, there's fear in my body and, or it can be like, okay, there are, there's fear in my body. How do I get it out? Mm-hmm. Things take time. Our Absolutely. bodies can handle this as well. They can now it's just meeting it halfway and helping your body as well. That's the yeah, final exactly. Part. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. And just know, again, to be gentle with yourself because it all takes time and you're doing great exactly where you are right now. And that's it. Till next time. Bye, everyone.